Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 10 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to Naruto, starting with the episode The Forest of Chakra. Yeah, it's uh, one of those forests that you go out to and you pick your own chakra. It's really fresh. Uh, you just get it like strawberries or raspberries, but you have to pay like a premium when you go out of the store. You, it's a so it's a fruit in your scenario right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruit oh scenario. My God. Let's just let's just let's just jump in. you say let's just so many times <laughs> let's just let's, let's just let's, let's just. just i think i think blake is skipping let's just. <laughs> also the way that we record right now like there's it doesn't feel like there's lag between when i say something and you respond to me like really at all except when we do the intro and when we're supposed to speak in unison during the intro, it always sounds like you start, like, halfway when I'm done. And it's so weird. Yeah, it's sort of maddening. I'm, <laughs> I'm very confused by it as well. I know. What, is techno- like, it's, what is technology, even? Can we please... Uh, uh, Let's keep this in here. Yeah, we should... Abs- <laughs> this is an important discussion that our listeners need to hear. And really stupid as well. No, it's Anyways, important. Um, Welcome to Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, everyone. <laughs> this it's episode ten, and that's double digits. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. So we've been recording this for a while now, yeah. and we're starting we're starting to pick up a little bit of steam God. with people that are listening yeah. to it. But nobody nobody is talking to us yet, which is such a bummer. Come talk to us. We're on social media. There's a Twitter, and there's, there's a Facebook. There's so much social media. There's a uh, you can comment on our Podomatic page. I think. Um, I I don't yeah, know because nobody's like... done it yet, and that's on you. <laughs> and I'd like to I'd like to somebody to speak about it like they're speaking like. Um, like an older person where they keep on referring to everything in the plural sense <laughs> when they're just like the Facebooks yeah. or the mass spaces. You can also comment on our Patreon, uh, our Patreon page. Oh, yeah. There's links all over the place. The URLs to Facebook and the Twitter handle, that's going to be at the end of the episode. So if you're one of those people that skips ahead to hear what we're going to say for next time or if you turn off the podcast when we start doing our outro thing uh, maybe stick around at least until you get the url or the twitter handle Um, follow us on twitter like us on facebook and engage us in conversation because we're pretty much this dumb all the time and that's enjoyable you're you're here 10 episodes deep you like that yeah, and also like I post a, a anime meme every oh, day. Oh yeah, how did I not mention this, one, this yet? Yeah, the the one today was was I, I was particularly found so funny because it's like it's a, a picture of the guys from like Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, which is great, and the way that they're set up is like completely like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's like like 
Oh my you guys gosh! Are missing I was all just like golds. If you're not following us yet, we're also on Instagram. <laughs> I forgot to mention that we're everywhere. Oh we're, yeah, we're ubiquitous. By the way, saying all this gold without saying it like an old prospector is such a crime against humanity. That's my bad. That's my all bad. this gold. That's on me. <laughs> I think the last <laughs> shameless plug for episode ten is that we're doing pretty well on iTunes with reviews. We have thirteen right now, so we have more reviews oh, yeah. than we have episodes. But I feel like yeah. we got to keep that trend going. So, like, you guys, you got to get on it and go put some reviews on iTunes because we're three behind, and that's it's a little close for my comfort. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the other thing that uh, I'm doing right now is procrastinating because oh, I love that. these these first couple these first couple of episodes of Naruto. <laughs> They just broke me on Naruto. I, oh gosh, man. I would like this show so much when it becomes like the very end of the first thing of Naruto and goes into Shippuden. Yeah. I like it so much better when it becomes Shippuden. And I think that my biggest problem with it is because the pacing is sometimes glacial. It, yeah. And it, it, it really, really brings about like the that point that we've made a couple of times about like the manga industry inside of Japan, where like the manga is is a certain like distance in front of the anime. Yeah. But the manga sometimes doesn't provide enough chapters for the anime to make like episodes. Right. But this. Oh my god. It's gosh. the filler effect, which we have absolutely discussed almost exclusively in the context of Naruto. Um, Naruto and Bleach are the two big ones that are really, uh, I don't know, publicly shamed for this. I know One Piece does this as well. They'll get caught up to mm-hmm. the manga, and then instead of proceeding into an incomplete story arc with the manga, they will do just a, sort of a bullshit arc on um, on television only. It's not in the manga. It doesn't have anything to do with the manga. And the problem is that Um, there's really no content because the characters have to end the arc where they began it because then they're going to pick back up where the manga left off, which, again, didn't have the filler arc in it. So there's, like, no stakes, and it's usually a lower production value. And i got to say, sometimes you get cool characters from it, but they always overstay their welcome, and they're not real characters, so they go away. So... It's yeah. it's always a disappointment. But what you're talking about with these early episodes of Naruto, this is more of the Dragon Ball Z style of filler. And the way that Dragon Ball Z did it, as many of you listeners who are familiar with anime and grew up watching Dragon Ball Z will probably remember, is they would have the infamous entire episode of powering up before a fight, where characters oh, yeah. just standing around and talking about how they're about to fight and talking about how they're powerful and then yelling and sort of glowing a little bit more and that's it <laughs> this is kind of this i i think from an anthropological spec- perspective these episodes are sort of the bridge between that and the filler that naruto becomes uh known for so yeah, the pacing is definitely off. I, I gotta say, I don't agree with you completely on these episodes. I think that they were a lot better than I was expecting them to be. I remembered them being really boring, and they were not super boring. They were yeah. just slow. You could really have cut these four episodes down to three, or maybe even two episodes, 
Um, oh yeah, definitely too. I I had I had a lot of moments where I was just like, uh, so I, I watched the episodes to begin with, and the way that I do it now is that like, if especially with like uh, ones where I you know I, I watch them usually on like a Sunday. And then I will take Wednesday and then watch them again, basically, like, fast-forwarding so I can just remember the, like, points I was going to make. But, like, man, I started fast-forwarding through these episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, they do the same thing in every single episode over and over and over and over again, talking about the previous episode and the current episode. It's going to get worse. And sometimes they the battle on the, the same bridge. moments, like hundreds of times. Remember, oh my gosh. In, in the next episode or two of our show, we're going to be covering the next, I don't know, eight or so episodes of Naruto. And it's uh, a pretty long and very interesting fight. But at the beginning of each episode, there's like up to five minutes of essentially filler where they just re-show you what happened at the end of the previous episode. And it sucks. Yeah. Oh man, I want to I want a Naruto uh Naruto Kai so bad. They have one on on Reddit. It's not officially sanctioned, but I did find it. Um I think it's called Naruto Kai. Excuse me for typing for a second. I'm going to Google it really quickly cuz I had this Reddit thread locked down. Yeah, yeah, Naruto Kai. If you Google it, oh my god, this is Yahoo. What year is it? If you Google it, <laughs> it's uh you <laughs> It's you went through Yahoo. It's, that's my default on did Firefox. You, apparently, I don't. I don't know what's happening. Did you uh, go to Ask Jeeves and ask I Jeeves did. to pull up your page Jeeves before you went to it? <laughs> so the, yeah, this is basically a fan project on Reddit, and they um, they sort of recut the Naruto episodes together to match up with the Tonkoban, which Tonkoban is uh, the word for um, the books of individual manga that you can buy so there's there's shonen jump which is the weekly magazine that comes out with a new chapter of several anime in it and then there's the tankoban so that's like if you're buying naruto only the tankoban number one has about seven chapters of naruto in it so naruto kai pulls together the footage of the episodes that corresponds to each tankoban and puts them together in one uh movie that cuts out all the filler and um so if you're looking for that, that's actually a great way to watch it. I, I don't think it's official, so I don't want to, like, full tilt endorse it. But if you want to utilize that for some viewing suggestions or, you know, whatever you want to do with it, it's out there. You can Google it or Yahoo, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Reddit is such an interesting beast. Like, Sometimes you'll post something on there and everybody will be like, oh, this is a cool thing that I'm liking. Thank you for putting this inside of the place that I like. Yeah. And sometimes you put it there and you're like, they're going to like this. And instead they're just like, you're a monster. Yeah. I hate everything about you. I, you should die. I am having, and it's just like, oh, God. I'm having a hard time advertising our show on the Naruto subreddit specifically. It seems like they really don't want to hear about it. The One Punch Man and the Hunter x Hunter subreddits are super into it. And the and Cowboy Bebop. Too. Yeah, the Bebop one is a little bit less enthusiastic, but still there. But the Naruto subreddit, it's like they don't care. Yeah, it's because like it's because inside of the inside of that universe of Cowboy Bebop, they're the old men of the anime. Universe. That's what it is. Um, so and and they're just uh, they're all asking Jeeves in order to get to Reddit in order to <laughs> post on the Cowboy Bebop page. So I think what. What we're going to find in these episodes is that they are 
a little content light because they're dragged out a little long. Um, it's four episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it maybe is three episodes worth. Spencer, you already said it was two episodes worth. So we're definitely padding ourselves a little bit. What I think is great about this is you get a little bit of backstory. And the backstory can be kind of painful when you're watching the show for the first time because, um, you know, you really want to get to the good stuff. There's there's a great action sequence that's coming up and you know it and you can feel it. And then we're going to see some backstory instead. That can be really tough. But uh, I got to say, rewatching this, um, I've been reading a lot, obviously, about manga and anime recently. And um, people have really mixed feelings on Naruto. It was a huge deal when it was coming out. But by the end of the run of Naruto the manga, Naruto Shippuden the show, um, it doesn't get the word Shippuden in the manga. It just time jumps without changing the name. Um, people started kind of dropping out of it for various reasons. Um, but I think near the end of the show, it kind of jumps the shark a little bit and the fan base, um, dwindled somewhat. Uh, people did not have quite as high of an opinion of the show as it came to its conclusion as they had while it was running. But one thing that the, um, the author of Naruto, whose name is totally escaping me right now, I'm embarrassed about that, but, uh, is it Kishimoto that did Naruto, or am I thinking of somebody else? I think it's Masashi Kishimoto so. did Naruto. He is really good at um, creating characters that have rich backstory and emotional investment in what's going on, and then weaving their emotions into the fights. So the the mm. fights always have good stakes to them. Well, almost always. Uh, but the fights almost always have great stakes because the characters are invested and a fight is basically just a dialogue and if the characters aren't invested in it then why are we watching them talk or fight you know um yeah so we're kind of setting that up for next time i think we've drug on just a little bit (laughs) and long enough to get into these episodes i I don't have nearly as many notes as you have for these episodes yeah and i'm gonna try and skim (laughs) these i'm trying to take you like you put down like the normal amount of notes, and I was just like, "Man, I do not, I do not." Oh, think uh, that- hold on a second, man. All right, cool. I think we're all set now. Cool. Well, we had a weird phone malfunction just now. Lots of <laughs> fun technical glitches in the last couple of episodes. But, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm gonna say sorry for that last episode. Uh, I was uh, scolded by our uh, sound ninja Rashad, um, <laughs> who's level uh, four, I believe. Yeah, he's well. He's a different level ninja. He's um, he's a <laughs> Jonin. Uh, that's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. He's well, dangerous. we're like 16 minutes into this thing. We haven't even started talking about the episode, so we should probably <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to fill out this entire episode with just not talking about anything but uh We're going to have to get there. So we were talking about taking notes. I'm trying to take fewer notes per episode. Uh, this is my this is my struggle. Uh but uh we'll it's get my there. struggle. Let's uh let's head into the first episode for today. That's episode 10 called The Forest of Chakra. So okay. so uh, so here's some things about this episode. <laughs> well, I guess before we get going, just in case you missed it, last time in Naruto, the team 
which is Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. They are known as Team 7. Their uh, mentor is Kakashi. They are with Tazuna, the bridge builder. He is living in the Land of Waves, which is under the oppressive uh, monopoly thumb of Gato, a shipping magnate who uses his monopoly to control the entire region. The bridge will take that monopoly away, so Gato has hired some assassins to kill Tazuna. Namely, they have hired the demon of the Mist Village, uh, Zabuza, who is a giant sword wielder. And he and Kakashi got into a pretty awesome fight that Naruto and Sasuke helped out in. Um, Zabuza was killed at the end of the fight by a mysterious masked individual, and then Kakashi kind of passed out, and that leads us up to the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so this episode is called The Forest of Chakra. I don't know if we said that before. We might have. Anyways. It's been um, said it once or twice. Out... I'm not sure. Um, maybe Anyways. not by us, uh, but it has been said. It is known. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Kakashi is lying in bed, um, just, just really, really, really wasted from, yeah. uh, from using the Sharigan. Yeah. And he is, is not going to be ready to do basically anything for a while. Yeah. He's on crutches. I think he could he's also, not going to be able to move around. It's probably also because he was like completely engulfed inside of a water bubble, and how did he not die? I think there was like I think it was like a hollow bubble. Oh man, I don't I don't think so. He looked like he was floating in water. Maybe it's, he just like is yeah, real good at holding his breath. I mean, if you're a Joni ninja, you've got to be good at holding your breath for a hot minute. Yeah, but doesn't he like yell at them at some point? Mm, I, maybe it's like ninja. Um, What's it when you uh, ventriloquism? Ninja ventriloquism. I don't think you understand how ventriloquism works. I, no, ninja ventriloquism. I'm an expert. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> Kakashi Kakashi jumps in pretty quickly, talking about tracker ninjas, um, and he talks about um, Anambu a little bit. Yeah, um, we talked about this to... a little bit last time, but every village basically has an Anbu, which is like their special black ops. And a branch of that is Tracker Ninja, and they wear masks, and they go recover um, ninja corpses from their home villages so that the other villages mm-hmm. can't learn the secret of their jutsu from their corpses. And Kakashi specifically yeah. is like, if I died and another village got a hold of my Sharingan eye, they would learn everything about it. So Yeah, and so the next thing that you see is uh, that... That ninja from the like the tracker corp, you think wearing yeah. that mask? We're gonna start um, going using that ninja's to... name. It's Haku because Haku is a character that's gonna be around for a minute. Yeah, um, Haku is also a very great character inside of the show. Yeah, also the uh, the most androgynous character that you'll see in the show for a yeah. long hot minute. I, I think we've mentioned this before, but Japanese anime have a tendency to do a sort of girl boy character. Um, I don't know what it is. Exactly, but it definitely seems to be culturally ubiquitous, um, at least in this art medium, is you get girly boys. Um, it's almost never girls being mistaken for boys, um, mm-hmm. but almost always girls who are guys who are extremely feminine and are mistaken for girls. Um, yeah. And Haku is one of those. In fact, Haku yeah. will pose as a woman in the next episode. Yeah. Um, so Haku is he, going he down to like, cut off... Yeah, so Haku is like unraveling his uh, his like bunch of uh, ninja tools, and one of them is like a super old thing of scissors, 
And uh, he's about to cut off Zabaza's mask when Zabaza, like, wakes up and, like, pulls the, like, the, the two pins out of his neck. Yeah, which would shock you to death if you hadn't figured out that Zabaza was alive already. Um, essentially, it turns out that Haku is not a Trekker Ninja, but is simply posing as one so that he's able to fake kill Zabaza in case Zabaza gets into a tight spot like he did when he was fighting Kakashi last time. Um, yeah. Conveniently, Zabaza will also not be able to move around properly for about a week, but uh, he swears that he's going to be able to see through Kakashi's Sharingan the next time they meet. Yeah. So so um, then we cut back to um, to Kakashi, and Kakashi has um, had a revelation about what happened in that last fight. And this is it, so it... random. Basically, like Kakashi gets a bad feeling. And then he's like, wait, that Ambu hit him in the neck. Why didn't he hit him somewhere else that's more lethal? Oh, that means he's alive for sure. Like, yeah, he comes to that conclusion. <laughs> and then he doesn't say so anything. Fast. And Sasuke also comes to that conclusion. And then they are convinced. <laughs> just, and just because they're right doesn't mean it's not a weird conclusion to jump to. It's sort of insane. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, we have a bad feeling about this. Well, it's probably true, I guess. So yeah. let's go, uh, let's go prepare for it, I guess. Absurd. Like, uh, like a crazy person. I'm just like, this is, you're setting yourself up for confirmation bias. You know, this is a weird, uh, story, but when I was younger in high school or something, I was at like a, a New Year's Eve party with some friends, and as it turned New Year's Eve, I was stricken with this like foreboding feeling that I was going to die in a car accident in the coming year. And then I didn't. And, <laughs> you know, this would be like if I said that, and then like I got into an accident and was like, I knew, like, no, you probably just got into an accident because you were driving recklessly or something. This is the same shit. And just because they're right about something so unlikely doesn't mean that jumping to this conclusion isn't full tilt nuts. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Um, but whatever, the, they're the right. Next thing, <laughs> the, next, the next thing that we, we get into is about, like, well, Kakashi is out, but he's probably still alive, so you guys uh, need to train because I can't do anything about it because I'm going to be laid out for a week. Right. And then Kakashi, like, says in the back of his head, but you don't hear him and the audience doesn't hear him, but he's just like, and I know that he's alive and he's probably going to be down for a week as well, so I have exactly a week to train. Yeah, That's what's going through his head, obviously. Kakashi has read the script for this episode. <laughs> He is watching with like, like, uh, like. Oh gosh, I can't remember the the exact trope about it, but it's just like the the vision of the audience where like they knew they know things that characters on the screen don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it drives you crazy because it's just like you know like don't go in there, somebody's gonna kill you. Yeah, Kakashi was using probably the Hokage's crystal ball that doesn't show up anymore. That's where it went. Is Kakashi took it to the land of the waves. So that he could figure out. It seriously never things. comes up again. Later, way later on, inside of Naruto, they have like this weird thing that they use. That's like a like a 
uh, I don't, I can't remember what it, exactly it is, but it's like a weird brain thing that they're plugging into, and it's got all these different powers that are inside of it, so that the people can see across great distances. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh yeah, where's the crystal ball? That is way <laughs> later. That's like the end of Naruto. So you will yeah, have forgotten but, about this by the time we get there, if ever. Yeah, but I mean, like, if hey, we make it to the end of Naruto, ins- we're going to be in like our fifties. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Anyways. This is um, the life we've so, chosen. So um, this is going to be the start of the backstory that we're going to really dig into next episode. Not our next episode, but the next episode we're covering in this episode. Man, the word episode is very confusing on our show. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Uh, Inari shows up. So if it's not clear, Tazuna is the bridge builder. He lives with his daughter, Tsunami, and her son, Inari. So Inari shows up. You... And... <laughs> what? You wrote down in the notes that he's a sullen bitch. Yeah, he is a sullen bitch. He's being a total, like, whiny baby and is being super rude about it to this team of ninjas that has so far successfully protected his grandfather from being killed twice. And he basically just hears them talking about training and he like bursts out that they're going to be killed. And Naruto's like, no, I'm going to be the Hokage and I'm a hero. And Inari's like, nah, there's no such thing as heroes. And he kind of runs out. And then Naruto's like stomping up the stairs after him and this is like a little ways later like apparently they finished eating or whatever it was but like naruto goes up to inari's room and is like gonna fight him or something and yeah naruto is basically if you insult naruto he's just gonna come murder you he can't it's not even insulting him directly but like he can't stand it when people are not able to stand up for their convictions which is actually what makes Naruto an endearing character and what gives his talk no jutsu power over all others. But, yeah, yeah, this is kind of the first real time we start to see this in sort of the world at large. He's, he's waxed poetic about his convictions in the past. Um, He kind of made that promise to himself never to run away that came up in the fight with Zabuza before, but this is really the first time where seeing he's kind of clashed against somebody else that uh, yeah. that had a, an opposing view of his, and it really rankles him. So he goes yeah. to give Inari some more words, but he sees through Inari's cracked bedroom door that he's sitting, like, staring out at the ocean and crying over a picture of a man that he calls dad. So yeah. Naruto decides not to have words with kind him. Kind of depressing. <laughs> it's definitely depressing, and we're going to hear more about that in the next Naruto episode we cover today. The worst episode. But for episode. now... Let's go to the forest Woo! so that we can uh, take Chakra 101 for dummies um, uh-huh. and uh, learn all about how Chakra is e- a bubble above two other bubbles that are hanging around inside of your stomach area. Yeah, basically Chakra is physical energy and then emotional energy or spiritual energy or something like that. It's I don't know. It's it's magic just it's magic so they need to train it because kakashi this is one of the cool things actually um about the universe i don't want to say this episode specifically because it does come up in other um instances but kakashi is like yeah i'm not saying that you don't know what chakra is or that you don't know how to use it in general 
I'm saying that when you use it, it's not efficient. And that's yeah. why we need to train. So it's cool. It's not like they don't know what they're doing and they need to learn how like how to do it. It's that they don't know how to do it effectively and they need to tighten it up. Yeah. Tighten so, it up. So <laughs> So we get into we get into this uh this this cool thing that Kakashi does, which is he just like turns on his chakra powers after explaining how to use them and then walks up the side of a tree with just his crutches and his feet. Yeah. And he's just like walking up this tree and then hanging out upside down, looking at them from a branch. Yeah. You're going to see this mostly in Naruto with people standing on water, but essentially you can focus your chakra at different points in your body to make it do different things. And, uh, you can focus the chakra on the, bottoms of your feet to stand on water and they'll talk about that at some point later on in the show in this instance you focus your chakra and uh it allows you to sort of grip the surface um through the magic of chakra um there are chakra is magic you guys yeah there are um some important things about precision and you see this almost immediately when sasuke and naruto try to go up the tree and that is, if you focus too much chakra, it will sort of burst against the tree and push you away from it. That's what Sasuke does. He makes it pretty far up the tree, but then he bursts off of it. Meanwhile, Naruto doesn't focus enough chakra. He's being a little too timid in his attempt to be precise, and he doesn't even make it up the tree at all. But yeah. in a twist that shocks everyone, Sakura does make it all the way up the tree on her first try. And Kakashi's like super impressed, and the... and then and then the whole audience is like, "Oh, Sasuke is, I mean, Sakura is not useless, right?" Great. And that is false. And this is sad. We're gonna see a couple of good Sakura moments in Naruto, but they're very few and far between. Actually, the only one that I can really think of that stands out is her big fight in the Forest of Death, where she cuts her hair. Like, other than that, Sakura is super sidelined. That stands out to me. And then at one point when everybody gets put under, like, that sleeping genjutsu and she's one of the people who stays awake. Like, um, Masashi Kishimoto has talked about how he didn't really know what to do with Sasuke or Sakura. And you can really tell. Like, Kakashi has cool powers. He's the mentor. Naruto is the protagonist. He has cool powers. Sasuke is his rival. He has cool powers. Sakura is also there. <laughs> it's sad. Yay. She's like yeah. the most proficient with chakra, but she doesn't really have anything to do with it. Uh, it'll turn around yeah. for her a little bit and ship it in, but that's going to be a minute. So, so the next thing that happens is that we cut over to uh, Gato who was just uh, just kind of like busted in on uh, Haku and uh, and uh, Zabaza. Zabaza that are like hanging out on this bed, and uh, and he's like giving him so much shit about losing, and he's like you know not doing well, and he's got like these two idiots with them, yeah, these like big guys that have like you know eye patches and also like tribal tattoos right my whole thought my whole thought behind it was just like as soon as i saw that i was like tribal tattoo eye patch yeah you read what you thought was cool and made you strong and it doesn't actually do that though (laughs) no these guys are such tools and gato is being such a jackass and there's like a a pretty cool moment 
where Gato goes to like manhandle Zabuza and Haku just like snaps, grabs his hand and is like, don't touch him. And it's super and he, dramatic. Like, almost breaks his arm. Yeah. And Gato sort of is a little intimidated and gets out of there. He sort of saves face, and but he gets out. And Zabuza's like, you didn't have to protect me. And you see like underneath the covers, Zabuza has a kunai, which is a knife. And was like super ready to like stab Gato if he tried to touch him. And Haku was like, no, no, we can't afford to kill Gato yet. Or the Anbu will come. They'll figure out that we are here. Basically, like, Haku and Zabuza are rogue ninja that have left their village. And the village doesn't know that they're in this area. And if they kill Gato, the village is going to catch wind of it. And they're going to be hunted by the Anbu again. So they can't do it yet. That's nice world building. Yeah, so that is the episode that matters, other than the last episode that we're going to talk about. The next two episodes, I swear, I just want to hit fast forward on. Um, the it's next not, episode, we get and backstory then the next episode in this and one. the the next half episode as well is like I, I really think that there's like two or three points on each one that like I'm super into, but otherwise I'm like I'm checked out. Yeah, so oh, man. let's um. We'll do a, a quick story about the episode 11. This is the land where a hero once lived. So yeah. training is still going on. Um, Sakura gets to go guard Tazuna um, while yeah. Kakashi is recovering because she won the tree challenge. Naruto and Sok- Sasuke are still continuing <laughs> to train. Um, we see Physical that- challenge! <laughs> There is some contention on the bridge building committee because we see that somebody requests from Tazuna that they can quit because they're, mm-hmm. they know that people are after them. Um, and Tazuna kind of gives them a hard time, but is understanding and it's not great. Um, we also see some of the conditions of the land of waves um, to um, do a little bit they're of work. They're not good. Yeah. They walk through, they see homeless people and beggars. Um, they go into a store to get some stuff for dinner and the shelves are almost entirely empty and all the vegetables yeah. look really just um, withered and definitely not the cream of the crop. Um, there's a there's an insane throwaway moment that I don't know why is there where like a guy is trying to steal from Sakura because she's a girl, I guess. And then she thinks he's a pervert and kicks him in the head and like knocks him over. Yeah. The, when I saw that, I was like, this does not need to be in this episode. <laughs> yeah. This whole episode. The, the, the point of this episode, I really want to get to this. I, I love the storyline that actually happens in the episode where you watch like this boy and this man that like saves his life you get to like watch his story through the mm-hmm. village and i'm like can this just be a flashback in the next episode man it it just it the rest of the episode around this is just does not feel like it even needs to be there it's you know? um it's definitely expository it is almost it's entirely world building basically mm-hmm. the the whole episode is the a plot is this backstory about this guy and then the B yeah. plot with Sakura is world building about the area that they're in. And then the mm-hmm. B plot with Naruto and Sasuke is that they're continuing to train. There is yeah, a little so bit it... of good characterization for Naruto at the end of the previous episode, actually. He asks Sakura for help instead of giving up like she thought he would. Uh, and then mm-hmm. during this episode, Sasuke's he's succeeding over Naruto, but then he asks Naruto what Sakura told him for advice on how to get up the tree. So... 
they have both kind of uh, humbled themselves and gone a little bit what you would think out of character in order to achieve this goal of getting up the tree and achieving, you know, better chakra manipulation. And so that's going on. It's nice. But uh, back at home, Sakura sees the torn family picture. She's like, what's up? Tsunami tells her that this is her husband. And Tazuna goes on to tell the story of this guy who was a hero. And uh, Spencer, yeah. I'll turn it over to it's, you. It's... It's really, really great. I, I like this is this is the whole point of this episode. I and I, I, I really, really love what happens in it. Um, so the first thing that you see is these like three little asshole kids that are that have stolen this dog away from uh, in, uh what is his name again? Inoue, uh, uh, Inari, Inari. So they stole Inari's dog, and they're just like, we're gonna name it Shooting Star, and it's our dog now. And he's just like. No, it's my dog. And then he, he, they, uh, throw, they're like, well, we, if we can't have it, we're just going to throw it into the water. And they throw the dog in there. And then you find out the little kid, like, he wants to save this dog, but he also does not know how to swim, which raises a lot of red flags because it's just like, don't you live in a place that's literally an island? It's called like, the land <laughs> of waves, bro. Learn yeah, to swim. And, I, it's, it's like the most confusing thing. Anyways, um, I, I guess when he was little, his grandfather taught him how to build bridges and not to swim, which is so confusing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he jumps in there. He can't, he can't swim. The dog, by the way, his, his like, uh, reflexes kick in, I guess. Yeah, the or dog can't swim can. just long enough for Inari to get in the water. And then he's like, oh, wait, I and got And then he's this. just like, dog paddle. <laughs> yeah. The narration Proving is even like, at that people. moment, Pachi learned how to dog paddle, which yeah. is so ridiculous. Yeah, it's another thing that proves that dogs are better than people. Dogs are um, way better than people. Anyways, so the next thing that happens is uh, the the boy is saved. He's saved by this man. Um, what is his name? One more time. I, Kaisa. I, I can't remember it. I just... Kaisa. Yeah. I paid very little attention to this episode. Seto Kaisa. <laughs> um, yeah. It's time to duel. Um, anyways. Uh, Let's never uh, cover so, that show. Oh, God. Never, ever. Um, or the a uh, hundred different variations that came after it as well. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I gotta say, I enjoy watching an episode here and there for the sheer melodrama, but uh, it is it's watching it for comedy. So, if you want to do that, live your life. Okay, this Naruto episode has been the king of sidebars, but um, <laughs> it's it, because there's I not a lot going out. on. But this story is good. So, yeah. So 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 Blake and I play magic. <laughs> And are we sidebar? I thought I, you were coming back from a sidebar, but you were going into a no, second sidebar. No, I'm going to sidebar further okay. because we're sidebarring you, know, you guys. I have, to, I have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh real quick. Yeah. So Blake and I play Magic the Gathering, and one of the things that bothers me the most about it is that, like, when you're not playing it, it is not super fun to watch other people playing it. Now, let's make an anime about watching people play a card game. And... Also, let's throw in as much melodrama as possible, bad animation, bad... Oh, man. The sub is not great, but it's better than the dub, which is garbage town. I don't know. The voice acting in the dub is something else. 
Oh my gosh, it's awful. And then, like, the the thing that bothers me, like, the most about it, too, is that they're fighting with, like, these cards, but it's explicitly stated that these cards, they don't get hurt because it's a virtual thing that you're seeing on it. But every time somebody gets a card broken, they're, they, like, go down to the ground like they just took a hit. Yeah, and just, well, like, and sometimes narratively they work in that you can get hurt by the cards, but, like, one of the weirder ones is, like... Kaiba designs like a a dual disc or something so that the fights are more realistic, but they also become dangerous. And I'm like, why did you put that part in? Yeah, it's insane. Anyways, I'm going to come back from this and uh, explain. Back to the, Naruto, uh, everyone. Inari got rescued the, by Kaiza. <laughs> so Kaiza, Kaiza's like this super cool guy that has a rope wrapped around his head. And then uh, the little does. kid starts to... Uh, yeah, and then the little kid starts to look up to him, so he also puts a rope around his head. This guy um, looks kind of like one of the black belt trainers from the Pokemon game series. So, oh yeah, he reference. definitely does. Yeah, oh yeah, and and so the next thing that happens is uh, I guess uh, the kid parent traps uh, Kaiza into marrying his mom. Yeah, um, we don't see their relationship <laughs> at all, but it, it it happens immediately. It's definitely a parent trap situation. Yeah, um, he also like, gives he, Inari a. Uh, dark in hindsight speech about his convictions and he does something that's super japanese which it's like super victim blamey but like it was like you didn't have your convictions so you can't be mad and i'm like inari was drowning to try and save his dog pochi but pochi learned how to swim and i guess like never came back and inari's like my dog ran away and and kaiza's like well you betrayed its trust by not saving it and i'm like this is so japanese like <laughs> we don't talk like this here in America. We would yeah. never think that way. But yeah. that dog is also Japanese, and his trust was betrayed, and he is gone. We did, the dog doesn't yeah. come back, you guys. Yeah. So we we learn a little bit. They have like a, a couple of quick little backstory things where you learn that they get really close, and then the next thing you see is about this flood, and then like the dam on this flood has like broken open and yeah. so they they're like we can't close it there's no way to get inside of there no one is strong enough to swim out there and do it and uh and and uh this guy is just like no i i can totally do that so yeah. he just like jumps in with a rope around himself swims over helps it they close it and he becomes like the hero of the city yeah and his whole thing is that you have to have convictions um, that allow you to live in a way that will make you proud and that you should protect things that are important to you if even if it risks your own life. And specifically, the way that he says it is you should use your two hands to protect the things that are important to you, which is a really yeah. specific way to say things until... Yeah, until you meet Gatto. And Gatto's come to become the worst. Um, he has come to this town to ruin everything that they want, and the only person that could stand up to them is, uh, God, I keep on forgetting his name. His name is Kaiza. And it's not so Kaiza. much, it's not so much that Kaiza specifically will stand up to him, but it's that, like, Kaiza is a hero to these people. And Gato mm -hmm. wants to control these people. So in order to control them, he is going to break their spirit. And the way he's going to do it is through this hero. I thought you were about to say something from a Rocky movie about breaking him. Uh, Anyways, um, so so the next thing that you see is uh, the apparently this entire gang of Gatos 
it took the entire gang to take down this one guy. A gang um, of Gato's? <laughs> it's Gato's gang. Anyways. Um, I was like, so uh... it took a, <laughs> And then, and then, like, the next thing that you see is this whole town watching behind a chain link fence of this guy being crucified and beaten until he's almost dead, and then they, like, behead him in front of everyone. Well, I think, I, I'm not sure if they cut his head off or if they just, like, stab him or something, but the thing is, they totally crucify him after cutting his arms off. Yeah, like, it's awful. They cut them off. And I was watching this on Netflix, actually, and I don't know that I would have noticed this if I had not been aware. I've seen it unedited and i have read the the manga without being edited but they edited the netflix version even though i was watching the subbed version they didn't cut his arms off they crushed his arms so instead of having like axes they have hammers and then you see his arms on the post but they're just like super blacked out and they almost blend in with the wood and that's because they were added in afterward because his arms are cut off you guys they cut his arms off yeah yeah and and that's part of his whole thing about like his two hands sort of thing. I don't know. It's it's we're all rolling into the same thing. Naruto is inspired by hearing this story as well, and he's like, "I'm going to save the world." Blah blah blah. End of episode. Yeah. I'm Essentially, so Inari <laughs> was super close to um, to Kaiza, and Kaiza was revered as a hero. And then Kaiza was killed, and their entire town was like totally ruined by this because their spirit was broken. So Inari no longer believes that heroes are a thing. And Naruto's going to prove him wrong. And episode 12 is called Battle on the Bridge. Zabuza returns. Yeah, and it immediately tells you what's going to happen. The uh-huh. only important plot point that happens in this episode, in this my opinion, that something... happens at the very end. This is also something that's really Japanese, is that their episode titles tend to have a lot of information in them. American episode yeah. titles tend to be really short. They'll, they'll be references to things, but they tend to be fairly vague. Whereas anime episodes, not all of them, but a lot of anime have a, have things where they're like sentence A, sentence B, and they'll tell you what occurs. Uh, it's a really different stylistic choice. It's just another cultural thing. Yeah. So the first thing that happens is that weird thing that we talked about earlier where Haku dresses up like a woman to go uh, get some herbs right. uh, and to he's... help uh, Zabaza. He is leaning into this, like, I don't know, he's not ever explicitly stated to be, like, trans or genderqueer or something like that, but he definitely knows that he looks like a woman. He's a very pretty boy, and he wears female clothing when he goes out to do this, and he runs into Naruto, who is passed out from training, and, like, at the end, after after they're done talking, he's, like, walking away, and he goes, oh, I'm a boy, by the way, and Naruto's really surprised by it. So, like, he knows that people perceive him as a girl. And I don't want to say that he uses it, but he's cool with it. It's like a part of his personality, but he is a boy. And I think he really says that so that we know, because we as the readers or the the observers are not sure whether or yeah. not he considers himself male or female or what. And um, it's just a, it's a strange trope that shows up a lot in anime. Mm-hmm. We will undoubtedly talk about it again in other series. Yeah, but the other thing that you get in this uh, moment is like a nice piece of backstory on Haku. Uh, you yeah. learn about how uh, how he was he was homeless. Um, he had nothing, and Zabuza basically like saved him from 
uh, saved him from this like nothing that he was originally. Yeah. And he like was a beggar on that's the street. why he has so much respect for Zabaza. It's yeah. because he was saved by him, even you know. when nobody else would do anything for him. Yeah, Um, I believe we're going to hear more about this in some upcoming episodes because it it seemed a little sparse from my memory. I think they'll cover it again. Now, Um, the next, like, ten minutes of the show is going back and forth and showing you over and over again. I wanted a montage so bad. But it's like a really, really long montage where it's just showing Naruto training at night and getting better and better at climbing this tree. And then Sasuke getting better at climbing the tree. And then both of them better at climbing the tree. And then they're on the top of the tree. And then it's night. And that's basically it. (laughs) Yeah, they succeed in climbing the tree. Naruto almost falls because he's showing off. They're done. They're all going to go and guard Tazuna now. And uh, that's great. Uh, Tazuna totally brings up. He's like, why are you guys still here? Like, I lied about the mission. And we kind of talked about this a while ago. And Kakashi has a cool moment where he's like, oh, well, if you see injustice that you can stop and you don't do anything about it, then you're a coward. And I like that. That's 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 a good way to be. Yeah. You also have a, a couple of more moments where, you know, uh, that Inari is the the worst and he's just still upset and sulking a lot. And yeah, but there's uh, Inari, Inari cries <sighs> and Naruto calls him a crybaby, which is a big yeah. deal in Japanese culture. Um, and yeah, it's also just true. <laughs> it's super true. Uh, so Kakashi kind of goes out to talk to Inari when he's sitting off by himself and he's like, you know, you're, you're kind of an orphan. Cause this guy that you considered a father, you know, he was, he was killed and your real father is not here. And he's like, you know, Naruto's an orphan too. And he actually never even met his parents, but he doesn't, it doesn't make him sad and he doesn't mope around about it, but he actually uses it as a motivation to keep going and to get stronger and to like become somebody that people look up to. And he's like, Naruto understands you and how you feel more than anybody else in this group. And that's why he's so passionate. So the next day, Kakashi and uh, Sasuke and Sakura um, are going with the bridge builder to protect him for the day. Yeah. Naruto stayed up all night. Really tired. Yeah. So he can't go. So, um, so but he he's wakes back up at the home. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up and he's like, "Ah, oh, they left me." And then he runs and he does. I think this is the first running across the treetops that we ever see. This is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with iconic part of Naruto. They often, when they're uh, moving quickly from place to place, will sprint across the treetops. So they'll be, like, sort of leaping from branch to branch and covering lots of ground that way. No, they did it in, like, the first episode. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they were... Yeah, 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 when they were running with the scroll. All right, well, anyway, it's iconic. So Naruto's going through the woods, and he is on his way to, to the bridge because he's upset that he was left behind, but then he sees this boar carcass that's been slashed all to hell and he kind of stops and Mm -hmm. at the same time we cut to see kakashi and the rest of the team arrive at the bridge and all of the workers are incapacitated and i know that the edit the episode was edited earlier so i was like are they dead or are they just knocked out because there was no blood anywhere but i don't know if like there was supposed to be but it was edited out i don't know what's up yeah at the same time, uh, we see some uh, the these like 
two douchey guys from earlier that have all the tribal tattoos. Yeah, the um, tools. They're going. They're going to Inari's house to, uh, I guess, and f- do some asshole justice. They're gonna. They're. We'll find out in the next episode. They're there to kidnap uh, Tsunami uh, because they know that Tsunami is Tazuna's daughter. So they're gonna kidnap her and get him to stop doing the bridge. Um, they're gonna stop this one way or the other. So they're rolling yeah. up on the house, and then meanwhile, Mist rolls over the bridge, and you hear like Zabaza start taunting the crew from somewhere in the mist and Sasuke is trembling and Zabaza's like, Oh, you're trembling. You know, you're afraid like last time. And Sasuke's like, no, this time I'm trembling with excitement. And that takes us into our last episode for the day, which is episode 13. The good one. Yeah. This episode <laughs> is called Haku's secret jutsu crystal ice mirrors. Okay. So here's the thing about this episode. And I know that we talk about action anime a lot, um, and inside the show, basically the focus all of, of it our is show. action yeah. anime. <laughs> yeah. So, so we talk a lot about like these really sweet fight maneuvers and stuff like this. Um, one of the things I'm going to point out about this episode is that like, if you're skipping around and you want to watch like the, the first couple of like really big fights that happen in Naruto, um, some people I see that like put together lists of like best fight episodes. Yeah. This one is going to be part of Naruto's first big fights. It's, it starts here. Here, and it has one of the the starting really cool moments, but it's one of those jutsus that's cool in in basically every form that you see it in, not yeah. just in the anime, but also when you're watching it inside of like the the video game, yeah. the Naruto video game. It's also super sweet. Yeah, it's cool. And this actually, I would say that this jutsu is one of the reasons why Haku is one of a one of the more memorable characters from the show. As a villain, I think Haku is remembered as much as or more than Zabuza, even though he doesn't have as much screen time, um, mm. because he has this really unique jutsu, and it it stands out because it's one of the first major displays of jutsu that we've ever seen, right? Like, we saw Zabuza do water prison jutsu. He summoned a water dragon for a second, but, like, large displays of jutsu haven't been seen before, and this is the first time that jutsu plays a major, major role in a fight in such a visible way. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that happens inside of this fight, um, I, I don't know if it happens in the last episode or this episode because of the like the rewinding thing that it does at the very start, but uh, Sasuke cuts down all of the different water juice, uh, water uh, clones that, um, that yeah, Zabuza has sent they've out. They've been surrounded by like a million Zabuzas, and Sasuke cuts them all to shreds and they turn into just piles of water or puddles of, yeah. of water. Super puddles fight. of water on the ground. <laughs> And yeah. uh, Zabuza comments on how Sasuke's gotten a lot faster. Yeah, and Sasuke says that he's going to fight Haku, and uh, and Kakashi says he's going to fight against Zabuza. Yeah, cut to off. door door getting cut open. Uh, so many different slashes cut open this door in their yeah. house. They could have just broken it down, but instead they cut it into little tiny pieces. They are entering the room like, like Wolverine. Like, they just go yeah. X, X, and then... Berserker Barrage! <laughs> yeah. So they show up. They are going to take Tsunami hostage, and Inari hears the commotion downstairs and runs down there, and he's like, No, Mom! And they're like, Oh, well, we only need one hostage, so we're going to totally waste this kid. And then Tsunami is a total Tsunami is a total badass, and she's like, "No, if you hurt my son, I will bite my tongue and bleed to death, and then where will you be?" And it's like really cool. 
So uh, they, I guess, kick Inari or whatever. And she tells Inari not to follow them because he'll be killed. And he totally doesn't listen and runs after them. And he challenges the swordsmen. And they're like, well, you're here again. Like, we gave you a chance to stay away. But here you are, so we're going to kill you. And Tsunami starts to threaten to cut out, bite off her tongue again. And they, like, hit her in the back of the head and knock her unconscious. So that mm-hmm. plan has failed. Inari is in mortal danger. Yeah. So here's the thing that happens next. Haku uh, is going to fight against Sasuke. Um, he, he doesn't want to kill him, um, but he doesn't want to fight him. And he shows him how much of a badass he is because he's just like this 1,000 needles technique. Um, yeah. And it's, he, it's he real scary. I guess he infuses the water or whatever with with his uh, his chakra. And so it, it like rises up and turns into like all of these water needles just surrounding Sasuke. And he's like threatening him with it. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to cut back to Naruto and resolve that altercation because Naruto arrives and uses a substitution jutsu to save Inari at the last second. So right as the swordsmen cut into Inari, instead they're cutting into one of those damned logs. And Naruto is like at the end of the pier with Tsunami and Inari. And uh, he uses actually the same technique as, as he used against Zabuza, which I thought was a cool touch. He throws a shuriken at each of them, and they knock them away without even thinking with their swords. But then it turns out that those shuriken were Naruto clones, and they, like, knock them out by punching them in the back of the head or something. It was a pretty sweet move. Inari is safe, and uh, Naruto's going to resume running back to the bridge fight. Yeah. Uh, Kakashi has realized that this is not a good moment for Sasuke, but Sasuke is, uh, he's just trying to use his, like, tree jumping abilities to get around these, these, like, needles that are coming at him, and yeah, Haku... Like he, he, it, he does, like, a double jump or something, because he's able to, like, use the chakra at his feet and, like, propel himself super high. And then, Haku gets, like, hit once and immediately is just, like, ice mirrors... And it's just like, oh, God. And Kakashi sees this, and he, like, goes to try to help him, and Zabuza's like, you're not getting away that easily. But Sasuke is basically completely stuck on his own fighting against Haku in this, like, ice mirror technique of death. So what crystal ice mirrors is, is um, it uses the water and freezes it into these um, mirrored panes, uh, rectangular sheets of ice and they form there's like almost a cone or a dome formed around Sasuke of these rectangular um, sheets and then once this forms up around Sasuke um, Haku like walks into one of them and sort of like merges with it and then an image of Haku appears on all of the the mirrors so Haku Mm -hmm. is like everywhere all at once um, Haku be- takes out the Senbon, which are the things that he used to put Zabuza into a fake state of death. They are long needles and begins to just send a hail of them at Sasuke. Um, and this is part of the crystal ice mirrors jutsu is that he's able to throw them from all of his reflections at once. So Sasuke is yeah. just at this like unstoppable barrage of Senbon yeah. coming at him. 
And and uh, Kakashi cannot help because if uh, if he leaves Zabaza for a second, Zabaza's like, "I'm going to kill Sakura, and I'm going to kill uh, I'm going to kill the builder if you move a muscle towards this fight." Right. And so he's like, he doesn't know if he can do anything. Uh, Sakura starts to get more and more upset at watching this. Like you know, like Sasuke is is failing. He is getting he's getting kind of beat on yeah and again um, and- haku does not want to kill sasuke like haku recognizes mm-hmm. like this is a kid like i i want to incapacitate this person or scare him off i don't want to have to kill this person like he will if he has to but he doesn't want to and so yeah. like even though there's this like hail of needles sasuke is still standing but he had yeah. a kunai to protect himself and it was knocked from his hand out to um near where sakura is standing and Sakura picks that up that uh, up that kunai, tries to throw it back. Uh, Haku jumps out of one of the things, grabs the uh, the the uh, kunai that's being thrown over to them, and just as he, as he does, here comes Naruto to uh, to fight. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, I think in a literal burst of smoke, Naruto punches the Christ out of Haku's face, and then yeah. is like, "Hey, I'm here now. Things are getting going." And that's the <laughs> that's end of the our end coverage of for today. Yeah. So, so what what we've got from this week, and we're going to get into the next couple of Naruto episodes. I'm excited about those because it, you can really you can really tell when these episodes are going to get really exciting for us because it's just like I'm way more down to watch those episodes if there's a fight going on inside. Yeah. Of um. But man, like the next the next couple of episodes are real real sweet. So like. Yeah, and um, we sorry actually, this episode has we're going to finish this the next time we come back to Naruto. So in four weeks, we will finish the battle on the bridge. Things will come yeah. to a head. There will be a oh, conclusion, man. and we will be done with the first arc of Naruto in four yeah. weeks. Super excited. Anyways, uh, stick with us. Uh, yeah. We'll be back in just a little bit with a preview of yeah. what's going on in the next couple of episodes. Make sure you pay attention to the social media handles. Like we said earlier, they are coming up in a second. And then after that, you'll find out what we're doing next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We learn all about how people in tank tops are a lot of times assholes. Who knew? That's you, Blake. Oh.